Okay. Um, okay. Guys, what were we talking about? Welcome Sorry. to round two. We were essentially talking about, we we're starting to talk about the idea of uh, what's done is done and uh, yeah. how you can't just ha expect all the Jews to leave. That's not, that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's a genocidal ambition. Anyone who says that um, some mellowed Palestinians or pro-Palestinians, they say, well, no, no, we're not saying that they need to be expelled. We were saying that one big secular state, um, but I'm sorry, I don't think Jews can take the word for it. Uh, Muslims were offered the same thing in, in India, in sub, uh, in subcontinent uh, Indians assured them that we're going to create a secular state. They didn't accept it. Um, they lived up to their promise. Um, but I don't think Muslims have a good track record of showing that they can create liberal secular democracies. So, uh, we're, uh, yeah, you can't blame the Jews for wanting their own state. However, this uh, this blockade of the West Bank and of um, Gaza that's not sustainable either. I think if you, when do you Hamas think is, do you think yeah. it's you can say it's an occupation if you feel it is. Do you feel it is or? I don't think it's an occupation. The Gaza is definitely not occupied. The, the, in 2005, uh, Israel disengaged. They pulled out uh, however many number of uh, Jewish families from there. Uh, it's the, it's a blockade. It's a, um, it's a blockade on the premise that if we open it up, then they're going to use that against us. They're going to attack Israeli territories, Israeli neighborhoods. Um, and, we, and there was a surge of terrorist attacks in 2005, six and seven. So no, we, you, it, it is a blockade. In the West Bank, yes, um, those settlers, I, I don't know how Israel allows that. They look the other way. They, we see some horrible footage that comes out of um, I think it was a couple of years ago, Sheikh Jarrah one. I we we can't imagine that. So I think that is outright uh, violation of human rights. There, people who are living there, you can't just go and knock on the door and say, "Well, you know, get out. This belongs mm -hmm. to us." Um, so that 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 is a really big black mark on Israel's peaceful claims, Israel's right to existence. Um, so yeah, I think that something should be done about that. So uh, actually, well, while you're there, uh, yeah, sorry. No, I, ahead, I do have ahead, a question for you. No, yeah, no, I have a qu different question for you, which, which will. Be I was in the, By the way, I was in the West Bank during my service. That's why I spent my service. So here, here's the thing. You know the West Bank, and what did you want to say? Because maybe you could always ask me. It's fine. I, it's a, it's a separate question. I think it's about uh, it's a theological question. But I, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, the settlements in the West Bank. Okay, here's the thing. The two-state solution to many people sounds like a good idea. And 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 in theory, you know, there are people that say it could work. Here's my challenge with it. The challenge with it is, yes, you know, maybe after the UN declared that there shouldn't be any more conquest, sounds great. I think it's going to continue for the rest of history, whether, whether we try to, uh, you know, discontinue it or not, or outlaw it or not. I think humans will be humans. And again, I don't, I don't, like the idea of it i wish it would i wish it would cease to exist i think humans will always fight there will always be good and evil there will always be greed there will always be desire for power i think to some degree even if we can you know take it down to a much you know a much less significant level where for the most part countries are countries nations are nations everyone minds their business it's it's never going to fully happen the problem with the two-state solution why i don't think it's it's doable is because there is 
too too large of a number of Jews who are not okay with it, and to and definitely too too large of a number of Muslims who are not okay with it. And neither of those groups will ever accept it, and they will continue to fight the other side until they reach that goal. And so even if we get rid of Hamas, for example, the ideology still exists, and they may just come up with another name. Mm-hmm. So the child the, the solution to this issue if the the palestinian or or you where you could call israeli arab population which is essentially from cut from the same cloth many of them that live in israel proper live very good lives for the most part the ones with israeli citizenship living amongst israelis they have quite a lot of freedoms if this if the population was only 20% we could probably um absorb the Palestinians into the land, we wouldn't necessarily be threatened by their number, and we can probably make it work. The challenge is when you have when 50% of the Jewish state is is Arab, and many of them don't support a Jewish state being the ruling body, now we have a massive security problem. And so the challenge is the numbers, the number of them. And I and I don't want to sound like some crazy extremist, but I'm looking at it pragmatically and I'm saying. If all of them were genuinely okay, or the vast majority was genuinely okay with being with having Jewish rulership, but they had their freedom of religion, press, what have you, then maybe we could do it. But I worry tremendously, and I think it's not naive to think this way, that there would still be too high of a number that would say, thank you for letting us live among you. We want all of it, and we're going to get yeah. to fight you. And so, you know, Israel has this constant dilemma and we really can't, no one can come up with a solution. And I, and I'm, and I'm, I hate saying this because I sound like an absolute crazy person. I don't know if this can be solved unless one of either the Jews or Arabs leave that area, like at least most of them, or there ends up being a war at some point where mo- where one side has a significant amount of deaths. And hear me out here, because what I'm saying sounds horrible. I, I just can't think of another way. And I and I wish there, and I hope to God or not God, is <laughs> that there is, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what, that, I wish. I think this is, believe, believe, think this me, is... Man, believe me, man, I want peace. Believe me. I just, I don't know what the hell, I don't know what we could do here. I, I, I get it with the one state solution, with what you said, that's, Perfectly fine. I, I wouldn't be okay with that either. Even as a Muslim, I wouldn't be okay. I, I would I would be winking at my fellow Muslim that I yeah, let them create this one state solution. We'll be 49, right. they'll be 51 percent. We're gonna make babies, we'll be we'll be conquering them in 10 years. I know that. That one state solution is that forget about it. But the two-state solution that you said, and it's surprising, and you're right, I think only 30% of uh, the Israeli population is in favor of the two-state solution. Um, maybe 40. 50, because they want, want peace. They want pe- because they're tired yeah, of fighting, man. They're tired. I, I, I get, I get that. But you gotta, yeah. as I said, you gotta start somewhere. Um, I, I saying that okay. Well, m- the majority of Muslims and the majority of Jew- uh, Jewish population, they're not okay with the two-state solution. But then the other options that you laid out, that one side has to just die or be expelled. That cannot no, that's be. A, I'm not saying solution. that's a sub. Please hear me out here. That is not what I want. It, no, no, I know you don't want that, but I'm want. saying, no, no, but I'm saying that's a very pessimistic way of looking at the world. That if that is yeah. the only solution, we cannot find any middle ground. This is what I'm saying. The two-state solution. Man. I hope I am for, so wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Forget, yeah, no, I get it, but for, forget, forget about what people. Obviously, that's the challenge. Yeah, to convince to to 
to convince the vast majority of Muslim Palestinian Muslims that hey, look, what's done is done. We got to move forward. You got to accept the Gaza, uh, the Gaza Strip, and the West Bank as you know one Palestinian state. And this is Israel. You have to accept it. I know you don't like it, whatever. And of course, that's going to take maybe a decade re-education. I don't know. But at the same time, you're going to have to convince those Israeli Jews as well that that has to be a solution. You can't keep taking chunks out of the West Bank. You 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 can't. I, I heard you all know Harari say that yes, there are those West Bank settlements, but once there is a real political will that there's going to be a two-state solution, then those settlers can be expelled or expelled from that from that region. It can so happen. It's not, it's not impossible. Here's devil's ad. First of all, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm not I'm not okay with that. Um, and I know it, cause, it you can argue it causes issues. The reason I'm not okay with it, well, first of all, what do you think about this? The Jews were, were pulled out by their own government from Gaza. It used to be called Gush Katif, and it was essentially mm. a little version of the West Bank. It, it had the same structure as the West Bank at the time. Mm. That didn't seem to work in favor for Israel, pulling all the Jews out. So now a lot of the Israelis are saying, we tried that. It, it didn't do anything. If mm. we pull out of the West Bank, who's to say that they're not going to just have more territory to cause more problems, to shoot, you know, just create another Hamas? Now we have no soldiers in the West Bank. And now we just have just as many issues, if not more than we did now. Just playing devil's advocate. No, I, I, I totally understand that. But because that was a half step, it was a half measured step. This is why I said that it's a difficult task to um, for, for Israel. And Israel would probably be losing more in a, in a two-state solution because it's it, it works in Israel's favor to, okay, well, let, let us blockade that. Let us occupy that or whatever. Let's, let us keep taking chunks out of the West Bank and make that a status quo i think it works best for israel in that case they, they have an upper hand they, they have the offensive defensive posture but then on the other hand if there is a two-state solution israel would have to lose control and israel would have to gamble that okay let's hope that the palestinians are not going to attack us anymore i get that that's, I'm, that's I'm, a big gamble it's a huge yeah gamble. it's a big gamble I, I i i get that i get that but if you accept that, okay, we can't keep on going like this. We can't have the seven. What's the Palestinian population? I think seven million Muslims or something. There are about there are about as many Palestinians as there are as Israelis at this. Not not the whole Jewish population, but there are yeah two point three nine million. There's yeah, about so. one point eight in Israel proper. There's a few hundred thousand in the West Bank. There's and then you talk in in the Levant itself, right? The refuge. That's another oh. thing. The refugees in their own Arab land. But yeah, the, that's not know. a good position to have either. You have to have millions of people who who hate you and they literally live next door. And then you, you keep having these skirmishes. And as a result, you and, and I get it. Muslim, and you have this one point eight billion Muslims rallying behind that. And you, you're going to start seeing that pressure increase over the coming decades. The Muslim diaspora in the West is increasing right now. You see them on the streets. In 10, 15 years' time, you're going to see them in, in, in the Congress. You're going to see them in major European parliament, um, in, in, in parliaments. And they would have a much louder voice where they would be threatening Israel to, to you know, not basically not defend yourself the way you're defending. They would, they would put that pressure. And as I said, I do agree Israel has a right to defend itself. Israel has a right to go after Hamas. And I also acknowledge that Israel does everything it can 
to make sure that the civilian casualties are low. There's no other military force that puts so much effort into alerting or, or, or notifying um, uh, the, uh, the the enemy, the enemy civilians that, hey, look, we're going to attack this place. They drop pamphlets, they send messages, radio messages. No one everything. does that. Do, no one does that. Yeah, no, nobody else does it other than it's the idea of at least... I, I get that. Sorry, let me finish the point. So yeah, go ahead, sir. I, 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 I get that they do that, but still Israel is the bad guy. You see that, yeah? Hamas is winning the propaganda war. Muslims oh, are winning the propaganda absolutely. war. And because you're, you're just not enough in numbers, you just, I mean, this whole, one thing this war has proven that there's the stereotypes that Jews control everything. They control the media, they control everything. That's just <laughs> that, that that's just destroyed that notion. Um, it, it, you you are, you guys are seen are nowhere to be seen. You guys are losing this propaganda war massively. I keep seeing these fact checks. You know what that the hospital attack that we had at the start of the yeah Shifa hospital, which yeah. was a Hama no 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 before Al Shifa hospital where they said that five hundred people have died. It was a Israeli I'll, airstrike I'll, turned uh, out to be yeah whatever that was yeah so but look at this they moved on they spread this lie the bbc reported on it and so many others some politicians said that oh this is a war crime blah 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 turned out to be it was a it was a hamas's rocket they move on from it and there's so many there's so many such cases and nobody cares like i just saw this the the, the, uh, one of the prisoners that was released this 18 19 year old kid he was released healthy with working arms, as soon as he went to Gaza, they put plaster on his arms and they say, "Look at this!" Before this would happen, there was this uh, there was this Muslim woman. Uh, they showed her in hijab, very pretty face, before being arrested, and then said, "After uh, and after she spent some time in Israeli prison, her face was all burnt." No, she was burnt because she was a terrorist. And she she blew. She, I don't know if she was a suicide bomber or not, but anyway, she, she had this car bomb and she she detonated this car bomb and she got burnt. Um, of her own doing, and she got burned. She was she was given, uh, and I think she was uh, she was given initial medical aid, and then she uh, was sentenced for for eleven years in prison, and then obviously she was released now. And they're saying, look at this, what the, what the Israelis did. So, and and these these accounts are going these kind of false disinformation is getting millions, millions, in millions. And so basically, the point is, you guys are losing this. But this is what it's one thing to lose the propaganda war, but it's quite another to lose that on a scale when politicians are breathing down your neck. I'm pretty sure the Biden administration is also constantly in touch behind uh, in, in, through those backdoor uh, conversations. They are pressuring Netanyahu that, hey, look, we can't sustain this pressure. 14,000 civilians. Ooh, that's a lot. And probably Netanyahu is like, hang on, but you didn't say that to MBS or Bashar. But that is, that's not how the world works. So in 10, 15 years, you would not be able to sustain this occupation or this this, this blockade of Gaza and the West Bank. So the two-state solution would only be would, would be the only workable solution, even though Israel would, would be giving a lot of concessions. The only reason I'm so against that, just as as someone who you know understands the the way the the, the world works and how war works, is like you fight a war, you, you you get the spoils. And it's like, it sounds like a pride thing or, or not being able to take the yellow, so to speak. But I also just, I don't, as much as, first of all, I just, I really don't like the idea of giving away land once you've won it through through battle. It's like the other, the other party tried to eliminate you 
and now they want something back that you do you get where i'm going with that so if even with that even if the two states if i knew ahead of time that if we create a two-state solution there will be relative peace i would mm -hmm. be very open but i have i i don't believe it i, I, I understand the skepticism i and this and I, and is why i, I and said and i and honestly man if we did that just understand mm -hmm. that if first of all if you tried to pull the israelis out of the west bank oh shit like Israelis, for the most part, get along with each other. But if you try to pull the most extremist Israelis out of the West Bank after they did that in Gaza, it's going to be a big problem. Like the Israel, the, the, the West Bank Israeli, not just the West Bank Israelis, mo any right wing, any like devout religious Israel, most of the, you know, Mizrahi, because usually the more liberal Israelis are more the European, like Ashkenazi ones, typically. They are not going to have it. The, the country so is country so Mizrahi is a bit more the what so Mizrahi is a bit more fundamentalist Mizrahi Jews are, are they a bit because yeah and to be honest with you man I think they are more accurate on their assessment of reality I think you know it's nice to have you know it's nice to have a level of liberalism in any country to kind of you know you know uh what's the word contest the 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 extremism or more conservatism conservatism but I think Mizrahi Jews who grew up in the Middle East and who who were you know our our ancestors of of people who lived in Arab lands they have more of a concept of reality on how Arab culture works how Muslim culture works and you know it's you should always strive for peace but sometimes you, you're striving for peace with people who don't want it in return yeah and I'm not saying everyone I'm not saying you know there are plenty of Palestinians who who would love to just have a white picket fence a golden retriever a great job live not their lives. <laughs> That's why, you know, you're saying pessimistic and, and I agree, and I hear you, but it's like back in the day throughout history, when, when two people, when two peoples fought over land, one of them would take the land to a point of no return. And the fact is that as Jews, we're not very good at this conquest game. And so we've done it in a way where we're in this pr problematic kind of stalemate and, and, yeah, but that's the, again, as I said, what would you do if America withdraws support? If so, what would you do then? Then Muslims will actually take it all back. What would you do then? So that's why you have to make this concession. I'll be, to some I'll point. be honest, and that's kind of where my this is, and you're, you'll probably just think I'm another like crazy lunatic, but that's kind of where that part of religion comes to me, where it's like I'm I'm not a very religious person, but I look at it and I, I look at the world and I'm like, Jews are such a tiny population. The country is the size of New Jersey. If you know New Jersey, the fact that we still Fine. exist after all this time, it just it that that just makes me think like, how in the world are we still around? Whether it's American support or whatever it is, you know, Muslim Palestinians have have. I didn't mean that they will wipe you out. I, I didn't mean that they will wipe you out in, in entirely. But I meant they would take Israel by force what would you do then if america withdraws support if the west withdraws support as i said that in 10 15 years time the political landscape in the west is going to be very different muslims are going to have right. a lot stronger voice so if america withdraws its support if the if europe withdraws its support and we've already seen macron criticizing the israeli government and then this mentality that i look the winner takes it all the the the, the powerful one if you won this land then it's yours we have international rules-based order we have the un for a reason i know you can have all the grievances with the un you can have your complaints with them but in the position of strength israel is in the position of strength um 
this mentality that okay we've taken it we're not going to give it back because there are some there's a far right or there there are very fundamentalist Jews who would never accept um, uh, emptying the West Bank. This, if you stay on that trajectory, you are basically essentializing that if Muslims can, I'm not saying they probably can right now, but 10, 15, 20 years time, who knows? They, if they can, then what what are you going to do? They're going to take all of Israel. Then, so so as I said, yeah, going going back again, you can have some justice. Uh, if you want full peace, you're going to have to let go of some justice. Harris, if you want full honest, justice, you're going to have to, I, you, there's I, not going to be peace. By the way, your point is a very valid. I just think that, unfortunately, I just don't see it happening. And I, maybe it will. I'm not the leader of Israel, and I don't know what's going to happen. No, but I'm saying, should you not strive for it? I understand. I I, I yeah. also don't see uh, you know that, what? that happening I, I anytime soon. That but should you not that, strive for it? I think I, that I, For you, example... Very yeah. quickly, for for example, I, I I want Muslims to understand that this is what I'm pushing to the Muslim population that you have to accept Israel as a state it exists and they have to. a right. I don't to think exist. they're going to Harris. There are plenty that have. There are plenty that would have, Jews, but but would would Jews accept it? As you said again yourself, the Jews themselves wouldn't accept the uh, the two state solution. I think they would have if they had a reason to believe that it could have worked. I think that over the last 75 years, both see the problem is it's not both sides have so much both sides have such an ability to blame the other. This isn't me thinking, oh yeah, Jews are so perfect and we haven't done anything wrong and these evil Palestinians just are so terrible. It's like no, there's there are bad things that happen on both sides. But just based on the the differences in ideology, the difference in in extremism there's much fewer Israelis that hold these ideological views as a whole. And I think that there are probably a lot more Israelis that would be open to this than the other side. But I also don't know. I haven't spoken. I haven't taken a toll. I haven't I mean, I haven't had a bunch of votes. Yeah, taken, what the but... poll says suggests that only 30% of Israelis are in favor of the two-state solution. So, so I get that. So there, it is an uphill battle. But just because a vast majority doesn't agree with that, that that's what activists are for. That's what you know free speech is for use that try to change that uh, as i said the only workable solution in my opinion is a two-state solution and this is a solution that's been uh, 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 professed by other western powers as well um i'm not going into who you know the israelis say well they rejected it and then muslims say well no we accepted it they rejected it it was right. a bit jerusalem or it's about refugee. and it's, it's pointless um to move forward i I think that would be the only workable solution because if you go on this trajectory that hey winner takes all then i'm sorry you're you're basically legitimizing that it's okay well if muslims come to power 60s well, israel has been around for 75 years for 2000 years they've been jews have been living in exile yeah 2000 years it's a, the generations passed on each side that they, they didn't even know with for the for the most part of jewish history jews did not have a homeland Nope. You know, um, and they, they probably thought we're never going to have it. How many people were born and died with that feeling? So oh, they were 75 years is longing for it. It's been a, yeah, yeah, that's all we wanted. Israel is. Yeah, Jerusalem. but 75 years. Yeah, but 75 years is nothing. It's just a little blip. It's nothing. In 25 years, on the 100th anniversary of Israel, what would you think that Muslims, the 2.5 billion Muslims, and they're all united? And you've seen that, how united they are. The, I the only thing in my opinion again this is not disrespect to Israel I'm, I'm I am a Zionist as well I want a Jewish homeland I want it if if the West withdraws its support from Israel 
I don't think Israel, with all its military capabilities, I don't think it would be able to sustain itself. So while you have power, I think right now people, good people, enlightened people in Israel should be working for a two-state solution. Because if you don't, if you say, well, sorry, some of our Jews are not going to accept it. They, there can be other solutions to it. I'm not a, a diplomatic expert on international politics. They, they, they can be like, okay, we, we will create a Palestinian state if you guarantee us, including the guarantees of Saudi Arabia and some other Muslim, major Muslim countries, that you wouldn't lay no further claims on further Israeli territories. We would even evacuate the West Bank, but we would not evacuate the Jewish people who have already settled there. They would have full citizen right, or they would be citizens of, of Palestine under secular Palestine. I'm not saying this is easy to achieve, but I'm saying it can be done. But this trajectory to say that, well, status quo, business as usual, we're going to keep uh, our, our forces in the West Bank and Palestinians will live as, you know, as as our subjects. They're not going to live. No, the West happen. Bank Jews, the West Bank Jews are never going to live under a I'm not telling you because no. I don't they're never going to they're going to live under like a Palestinian rulership because they are hell secular on, rulership. Yeah. They're gonna to want to be there. They want the West Bank to be Jewish. That's like their. That's like their non. Yeah, that's that's yeah. But you understand that you're a modern man. You're yeah. I get it. You you believe in religion, but you understand. You live in America. No, no, no. I, the, you're. The, the, listen, do you think that I am very? You okay? I am just making points because I agree with you so much, man. It's just that because I live there and I was in the army there and I have family there, I know what it's like on the ground. I'll keep it real with you, man. I think this is going to stay like this for a long time. And I I don't know what the hell is going to happen, man, because I'll tell you the truth. You and I are probably going to be you and I are probably going to be in the grave before this situation is resolved. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I am. Yeah, I hope you're wrong. I hope yeah, but this is my problem. This is what I'm not getting. Uh, this is what I'm not getting because I, I see you understand that. This is something like, you know, like I come from Pakistan. It's a highly conservative country. You yeah. say Islamic Republic of Pakistan. I am for secular Pakistan. And I was a one man show who was criticizing Islam. Um, I was the first person. Now the, the movement is exploding in Pakistan and people are talking about atheism. They didn't even know what atheist was uh, in, in popular culture. But we st I, I started doing it. I know the 90, 94% of Pakistani population are hardcore Muslims. And I'm going against them because I'm hoping that maybe 10, 15% of people will change by the time I'm in my, in my 60s. So that's a good goal to have. Like, I mean, if you could, as an enlightened person, if you could tell people, that we cannot treat Palestinians the way we, we're treating them. Yes, we have an upper hand. Yes, we have control over their territories, but they're not falling in love with you. You think they're going to accept that? Then, yes, they have a. They're not. Obviously, they're not right when they want to wipe Israel off the map, um, but they have some legitimate claims as well. Every human being deserves a right to live with dignity and respect. I agree. And have, I agree. I agree. I, and and have a right to self determination. Every agree. every people deserve that. So do Palestinians. Um, yes, the terrorist activities, etc. And then it goes back and forth. And they say, well, because they've occupied, that's why we're doing it. I don't know. That that's an endless cycle. But keep it as it is, business as usual. I I don't think that's a that's a good. Target. That's status quo. That's not, no, that's not a good the status quo. Doesn't work at all. No, of course not. But well, here's the thing: if we create a two-state solution and it ends up being, you know, worse, you know, let's say it just it, it continues to be what it what it is now. 
what do we do after? Meaning, let's say let's say a two-state solution works. Let's say there's a 50-50 split of land. And there are still rocket attacks, att terrorist attacks. Those things continue to happen, even at a larger scale. What's Israel to do at that point? Well, then you then you do go to war. Um, and look again, I, I am very sympathetic towards Israel that that would be a big concession and it would be gamble. It would be there would be gambling. But again, the countries like Saudi Arabia, uh, we were going to have negotiations with. Uh, and when you have Saudi Arabia, you have a majority of the Arab world with you, except for Qatar, maybe. Um, so so you have you, you can have these guarantees. You've established a good relationship with Egypt after that 67 war and you return Sinai on good faith. I, I you know, this is what this is what I I'm so angry with Muslim population about that. They don't recognize any of the good faith measures by Israel. And this would also be a very good faith measure that, okay, we are pulling out, like we pulled out from from Gaza. Yeah, We're pulling I, I out of like, the West Bank. I, I really, as much as like I want peace, the two-state thing, I'm just... I understand. I, I, look, I understand your skepticism. I, I, don't like, I, I don't know, man, because for me, it's like the Jewish people, we can't even have a tiny... Muslims have so much land, but they're so hell-bent on... But we, but we still need to be here too. It's like we can't have a little, tiny, tiny, tiny little country. It's so you have to. You can't. You, Jordan, Kuwait, Algeria, Lebanon, Morocco, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, da, da, da. so much land, and you and we can't just have this little piece. Is that yeah? But Muslim, this, this is funny. This is hypocrisy on Muslim part. They become one nation when it comes to their when it suits them and then when it doesn't suit them they say well what do i have to do with jordan or libya or or, or egypt <laughs> i am a, i am a, i'm a palestinian they say this is not a religious issue you know they said this is not a religious issue it's a local indigenous population yeah, fighting okay, against okay. Uh, the colonizers uh, fighting against colonizers so they they say that but again like this is hypocrisy because if it's not religious why are you so hell-bent on having east jerusalem this is the, I always tell the story like the, the Muslim theological claim on this land is so stupid and pathetic. Do you know why it is considered um, holy land for Muslims? Jerusalem. It's it's so stupid. Well, well, it, you, is it has to do with Barak, right? The the, the horse with the wings, isn't it? <laughs> it's way, I say okay. that I say that I say that to to Muslims when they debate me. I'm like, the fact that you believe that a horse with wings took Muhammad up to heaven is why we can't even have a conversation. Uh, yeah, no, but yeah, so that's one part of it. And the other part was when Muhammad was deciding, okay, because Muhammad invented Islam. So he's like, mm, okay, we need to pray. So initially he goes, okay, let's pray in that direction, in Jerusalem's direction. And they prayed in that direction for 16 months. That's it. For 16 months, Muslims prayed in that direction. And then, was, then Muhammad conveniently got a verse from Allah, which Muhammad's alter ego basically speaking to him and so well i know you want to pray in the direction of kaaba so how about you abandon jerusalem and start praying in the direction of kaaba so that's why muslims play uh, from that day onward muslims started praying in the direction of the black cube so that's one and obviously the second one is like when muhammad flew to heaven on a winged donkey he just parked there apparently that <laughs> ring is still there <laughs> he parked his flying donkey there there's this is of, it there's so much dude uh, even in judaism right like I like the things in Judaism for tradition, but like the burning bush, whoever whoever Talk, was there was probably on psychedelics. The, the splitting of the Red Sea, maybe it was a tiny little river and there was some wind, an entire sea. Listen, I respect people's beliefs, but as just a pragmatic, logical thinker, for me to blindly just believe everything that's said, it's just, mm -hmm. 
And again, I choose to have faith in a certain regard. I believe that certain things could have been by man. There could be a spiritual being. I look at the world and how intricate it is. And that's why I believe there's there's some kind of higher power. That's my belief. Fair enough. But, but my point is, my yeah. point is their theological claim on this land is so ridiculous. Not the first <laughs> holiest site. It's not the second holiest site. It becomes a third holiest site. Right. That is so unfair. For, purely if I, like as a neutral person, as an atheist, I look at it, I'm like, hmm. Well, it's it's Jews' holiest site. Okay, this right, is the first. Right. So this is the only holiest site. It's like imagine yeah, we don't have any others. This is this if, is it. Imagine Muslim, Imagine polytheists from all around the world say, "Well, give give us half the Kaaba because before Islam, it was a polytheist holy holiest site." Yeah, there were there were <laughs> right. uh, there were idols there. Muhammad broke three hundred and sixty idols there with his stick. Um, uh, so. Um, Actually, Ibrahim did we that. We can't even Muhammad pray on this. By the way, Jews officially are not allowed to pray on the Temple Mount. We can visit it on occasion, but the security really? guards, this, we cannot, Jews cannot go on, on the Temple Mount and pray. No, we get arrested. A Jew, a Jew will get kicked off the Temple Mount if they're saying what's called the Shema. Shema is one of the, one of the uh, most common phrases in, in Jewish prayer. So a oh, wow. Jewish police officer sees an Israeli saying the words, he'll, he'll kick him out. Which is crazy. Oh wow! Um, and then you have to your question. Jews with the Israelis, a lot of them from the West Bank, but Israelis in general, they'll they'll dress up as Arabs to try to sneak into the Temple Mount. And Israeli, really? yes, and police officers, if they see that you, the guy might be Jewish, they'll question them. They'll they'll, wow. they'll they won't let them go. There's only a couple of occasions throughout the year where you can get like Israelis can actually walk around the Temple Mount. They go with armed security and they walk through. But it's not all the time, and they cannot officially pray there, which is just crazy. It's their, it's their holy, it's the holiest place for Jews, and they can't even pray there. Yeah, that's and that's, that's because of peace. That's... that's because of attempts at peace. But again, I listen. I I do think now that I brought that up before, I think that what would work, but it won't happen, is that Palestinians in Gaza should say these Jews aren't letting up. They're not giving up. Maybe we should just start a new life. Maybe we should go to California. Maybe we. But again, it's not going to happen. And there's they want happen. they want us to do the same thing. They want up. Uh, why can't these Jews? Why can't these white colonial, which most Israelis aren't even white, but why yeah. can't they go back to wherever they came from? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, man. I wanted to I, ask I, you one more question. I forgot about it. That um, how people use religion, and I was really disappointed. I, I'm not an expert on Israeli inter internal politics and I've seen how Netanyahu has been criticized for usurping all power and, you know, taking it away from the Supreme court, etc. cetera. Uh, but again, I'm out of my depth there. Yeah. So, um, but I was really disappointed when he to cause, and I get it how religions serve your political purposes, especially in, in a wartime situation. And he, and he quoted that biblical verse of Amalekites, like, I know he he didn't quote that particular part, but he gave a reference to that story, which is a horrible story, of killing all Amalekites down to their even donkeys and animals and babies and everything. And then on the other hand, when you know that there are videos coming out of Gaza where babies are being blown up, how stupid was that? Do you do you think? I I can understand as a politician, he probably would have used that to to gather the support of right-wing Israelis because we've also seen I also saw some protests from within Israel Jews were, were were protesting against the Israeli military operation that just shows how liberal Israel is but um 
but do you think that that was a stupid move because Muslims keep definitely, using that over definitely and over wasn't again. a smart thing to say but there's a bible verse hold on um there's a bible verse i'm trying to remember and i forget which part it's in but it goes like this it's raw it's raw and it's not and it doesn't sound good it says but if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, those of them who you remain, who, who you let remain shall be as barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall trouble you in the land where you dwell. And oh. that is really dark and, and, and gloomy. And it essentially says if you are looking to have your own country and there are people there who don't agree with that, then as long as they are there, you will probably never have peace. And mm. That's a biblical idea, and I don't know what to say to that, man, because... Because liberal democracies, I see Israel, The one of the reasons that I support Israel is because it's a Western-style liberal democracy, and I yeah. can't imagine any Western liberal democracy invoking their religious doctrine to carry out a military operation. All these religions... I know, like, I mean, but they, I'll, tell you the problem. I'll tell you the problem, man. Israel has a conflict with that, because as much as it is based on these liberal secular values jewish people as much as most of them in israel and many of them are not particularly practicing there's still this deep deep feeling that there's god involved even the most secular jews a lot of the time mm. because of how much we've been through and how we've survived through it all mm. we have you know they have the classic there's no atheist in a foxhole We've been through so much challenge and triumph and, and 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 all of that that even when we we question so many parts of religion, there's this thought that somehow we're still here, and mm. so that's I think what what is deep down in a lot of Jewish people's minds where we think we're never going to disappear, even if we're constantly at war with others, even if we mm. have enemies from all over the earth, God is somehow gonna gonna take us out of it, right and right. and. And I don't know. I mean, I'm just a 29 year old dude and I have a lot to learn, but I, I mm. hope there's peace. I really do because I've met wonderful Arabs. I've met wonderful Muslims. There's so many of them out there. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I hope. But this, but this issue is very divisive. Uh, it's, it's very emotional. It's, uh, I mean, I speak about Islam and I, until this point, I believe that you know Islam is the most sensitive thing to talk about. You got to be really, really careful, and we have crossed some boundaries. But man, I've never seen Muslims. I mean, Muslims become more emotional when you talk about Israel-Palestine issue than you talk about the doctrine of Islam. So, so I get it. Without, without a doubt, I would love to talk to you more. Um, we'll definitely Me too. Keep, keep in touch. And I, Harris, this has been really, really great. I thank you for asking me questions. Thank you for even asking me tough questions and it, i'm gonna after the episode now I'm, I'm gonna take time to think about it i've thought of these things before everything you've mentioned i have thought about and um i don't know i don't know what it'll be i i've i've definitely i've thought about this whole conversation many times in, in different respects and it's tough I, I i hope one day that israelis and palestinians israelis and arabs as a whole can really work together you know israel's made peace with certain countries and i do see that there are more muslims coming out and and kind of discussing it but uh we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here it was an absolute pleasure thank you thank you thank you for coming guys make sure to check out 